It is sexy because it teases us with the idea that the thing we desire so much just lies there on the outside of a tangible thing we have to acquire. It's going to eventually take over your thoughts. It's going to take over your business and it's going to be destructive. You're listening to the Brand Authenticity Edit, a podcast for solopreneurs who want to level up their self-awareness so they can build a life and a business they love. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, this week we're doing an explained episode. Explained episodes are the ones where we take a deep dive into a single concept, a strategy, or a mindset that can really help you develop your self-awareness and realign the actions that you're taking in both your life and your business. This week we're explaining a concept called the smash and grab strategy, or more like the smash and grab mindset trap. First, let's learn it. Okay, so smash and grab strategy or smash and grab thinking. What is it? Smash and grab strategy is a mindset that we have that believes that the right answer is out there. It's just like lingering out in the universe somewhere. Somebody else has it and you need to find it before you're going to be successful. It's frantic. It's disorganized. It's rooted in scarcity and fear and feelings of inadequacy It is not rooted in self-worth, a growth mindset, or a desire to learn and grow. Basically, when you have a smash and grab mindset, you engage in behavior that is frantic, it's hurried, it's erratic, and it's exhausting. And the reason I call it smash and grab is because it's like a looter, like, or somebody who's running down the street, smashes the window, grabs all the stuff that they can get, and then takes off with it. They're not investing the time and energy to actually like curate what they're taking. They're just literally smashing the window, scooping it up and moving on. And that's what happens when we engage in this smash and grab mindset. We are frantically running around, smashing these, you know, metaphorical windows and grabbing at what we think is going to be the solution to our problem. And in this case, it's the strategy or the solution or the business tip that we think that once we have it in our hands, it's like, ta-da, success is coming, right? And that is bullshit. What does smash and grab thinking lead to? It leads to a lot of things like smash and grab. If you think about it, that's messy, right? It sounds like there's going to be glass and debris and crap all over the place. And you can really apply that visual to what it's going to do to your mindset and your even like just your energy and your being. Firstly, what it does is it creates an external locus of control. And an external locus of control is the thought or the belief that we are not in control of our actions and outcomes. We might be in control of our actions, right? Like we don't think that we're a robot and doing whatever, you know, someone commands us to do, but we don't believe that we control the link between our actions and our outcomes. It's this belief that all of our success and all of our failures are the result of a force that's outside our control. It's very disempowering. It puts you in a victim perspective, whether or not you, you know, cognitively believe that you're a victim, but it puts you in this mindset and it puts you in this existence where you're doing things but you don't have any impact or any causality or any power on what actually happens as a result of them. It can also lead to something called compare and despair 
which is when you're focusing on the end results, like obsessively focusing on the end results and observable outcomes of others. And you're fixated about why you don't have the same thing as them. So you're on Instagram or whatever social media platform you exist on and you're scrolling and there's the people you're fangirling over or your mentors or just people that are in your industry, colleagues, and you see their, you know, their success role, right? It's not their B role. It's not the little tiny actions that led them there. You see the best of the best and you compare and you're like, why do they have that? I don't have that. What are they doing that I'm not doing? How come they have it figured out? I don't figure it out. Like... It just puts you in this whirlwind cyclone of crap in your head where you're looking at everybody else's air quotes success and wondering what was that external thing that they figured out or that they had that enabled them to experience this. And so when you have this external locus of control, like thinking that you're not in control of the outcomes of your actions and you're doing the compare and despair where you're like wallowing in self-pity or not necessarily just self-pity, but you're wallowing thinking like, oh my God, I don't have this. I'm never going to be successful. You land in a place of frustration because you might be trying to replicate what they do. Like you might be, you know, internet stalking someone and looking at their strategy and saying, okay, they've done this and they've launched this and now they're talking this way and you'll try to do it, but it's not going to work for you. And you're going to be frustrated because you're not getting the same results that you believe you're entitled to based on replicating this external thing, this strategy, right? With that comes like a whole bunch of stuff, like a lot of mess. It comes with decreased self-confidence because you're not giving yourself the opportunity to engage in behaviors that lead to the outcome you desire. It decreases your concept of self-power and self-efficacy because you basically remove yourself from the causality of the actions and the outcomes. And you believe that like everything that you desire and everything that you want just lies in this external thing that, you know, person A, B, and C have figured out and acquired. And if you don't get it, you're not going to be as successful as them. In short, smash and grab thinking is like, it's a one-way ticket to giving your power away. And it's giving your power away to something else that doesn't exist. All right. So now you're thinking like, all right, we know kind of what smash and grab thinking looks like. We know what it can lead to, but how do you know if you're engaging in it? Like what are the telltale signs that you're living in this state of smash and grab, this state of scarcity, this frantic, I need to find the answer. I'm never going to achieve my dreams. Like what are the telltale signs that this is where you're operating from? I'll give you three examples. There's a lot, but here are three common ones. The first is that you sign up for like all the courses, like every course, every ebook, every offer that somebody's launching that's in your desired um, zone of work, right? Or your zone of industry, I'll say. So you're signing up for all the courses. You probably aren't completing them because you're acquiring them very quickly. But when you see an offer presented in the term, in the form of a workshop or whatever, you feel so compelled to just hand over your credit card right away. Like the end of you sign up for a free webinar and they're saying, okay, here's my ebook. And you're like, yes. And you're not even stopping to think, wait, do I already have this information? Have I already learned this? Is it going to be something new to me? You're just like shiny objects, success, bing, take my money. Here we go. The other sign, number two, that you are engaging in smash and grab thinking is that you see others success and you feel anger or you're irritated or you're jealous Like you see what they're doing and you're like, that's not fair. I should be having that too. I'm putting on all the work. Why are they getting it and I'm not? 
Um, you can also be experiencing anxiety related to this, like thinking, oh my God, why is what I'm doing not working? What's wrong with me? Clearly there's something wrong with me because I'm doing the same things. I'm never going to be successful, like swirly drain pipe of self-despair. And it all is rooted in this idea of you thinking that they managed to do it, they figured it out, but not you. And the third sign that you're engaging in smash and grab thinking is that when you're talking to other people about their business, you are more focused on collecting like a mental list of actions that you need to do to get what they have versus actually immersing yourself in their journey and their story. It's almost like you're taking a personal inventory. Like you might call your friend and be like, how was that course you took? What did they teach you? What is the thing that you learned to do? Like you just, you want to get their answer right away. And you're not actually listening to like, oh, like how did you build your business? What were the struggles you encountered? You want to go straight to the X, Y, Z, the one, two, three, the actions they put in place that got them what you think you want so badly. So one of the big problems with smash and grab thinking is that it creates this false sense of security within us. It creates this belief that if you just get the right thing, then everything's going to work out. It creates this idea that, okay, once I acquire this thing, I have this tangible information or knowledge, everything else is going to be easy. It sort of downplays the struggle and the beauty of the struggle that is building a business or any kind of learning process. It also removes the discomfort that can come when we own our own power and our authority in our life. So when you own your power and your authority and you say, okay, I do actually have the power to affect the outcomes and affect the trajectory of what happens. When you have this smash and grab thinking where you're like, oh, there's this external locus of control. It removes that. Like it takes you out of the equation. It's not your fault, right? You're doing everything right. You've done all the things. You've had the webinars. You've got the social media thing, but it's not really something that you're doing that's causing the problem. It's this other thing that you just haven't found yet. Um, and what that does is it makes, like I said, it creates a false sense of security because it temporarily removes the discomfort that you would have when you actually have to sit down and do the inner work and be like, okay, what are my actions? What have I been doing? Who have I been trying to reach? Are my actions actually aligning with what I'm desiring and where I want to go? And then having that critical conversation with yourself and asking like, okay, where do I need to make change? Where do I need to adapt? Where do I need to grow? You don't actually let yourself engage in those kind of conversations when you're stuck in this smash and grab mindset. But the biggest thing I think that smash and grab does in terms of creating false security is it drives you to unnecessarily expend your resources like time and energy and money into all sorts of things erratically, frantically, without um, a mindfulness rooted in the present, like without actually stepping into yourself and going like, is this the right decision for me? So it just drives you to unnecessarily spend your time, spend your energy, spend your money on things that you falsely believe are helping you. Like that webinar you signed up for, you're like, yes, this is what I need. And it probably isn't what you need. It can cause you to like over-rationalize engaging in behavior like that. Like I said, like signing up for the third or fourth, fourth webinar on the same topic. Um, one thing that I see common is like people repeat offenders or like repeat students. They take the same course over and over and over again, just from a different person. And it's literally, it's the same information, the same topics, but they're not putting the actions into place because they 
haven't really taken that internal locus of control yet, right? Like they haven't stepped into the power and the authority that they have. They're still looking for somebody else's answer to make it all easy for them. So in reality, what you need to do in these scenarios is like reorient your focus and you need to think about where are you going and what does that mean you're going to invest and expend your time and energy on? It probably means like putting your credit card in the freezer for a bit every time you see an offer online and saying like taking a minute being like, hold up, is this actually going to help me? Or do I need to just actually do some inner work right now that provides me with the confidence to execute certain actions and assess my actions and be honest and truthful with myself in when I'm trying to reevaluate where I'm going? Okay, so now that we've learned it, we've learned what smash and grab thinking is, what an internal and external locus of control looks like, let's link it. Let's link it back to your life and your business. And what we're going to do is explain how you stop the smash and grab thinking. That's the link piece. We understand what it looks like. Now let's link it back to our life with some actionable things that we can put into practice or even just questions we can ask ourselves as we're working on things so that we can become aware when we're slipping into this kind of a mindset. So how do you stop smash and grab thinking? I'm going to give you four steps, okay? There's probably, not probably, there is. There's a lot of um, processes and thought work and things and like habit changing that goes into getting out of this mindset, but we can sort of summarize it in four easy to follow and quick to initiate steps that you can get started with. The first one is to fully understand and fully accept and like embody, not just logically know this, like fully embody in your being the idea that there is not one strategy or solution to what you desire. You have to fully accept that thinking there is one solution to what you desire is completely false. You really, really have to embody this. You have to like absorb it and not just think it, but feel it and believe it. That means letting go of the idea that like you're doing all the wrong things or that everybody else has the answers and everyone else has it figured out and that you believe that there's this series of steps that you have to do in order to be successful. You have to take that idea, like light it on fire and then throw the, like bury the ashes in the ground, like get rid of that idea. If there was a fail-proof action plan in existence, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would have the same business. Everyone would have the same experiences, good and bad, and we would all be experiencing the same level of success. And that is just not true. All right, number two. Second thing you can do to stop smash and grab thinking is to commit to taking inward action before you acquire more external resources. This means doing things like really taking an inner dive to understand your business, your pain points, your purpose and goals before you purchase something, before you sign up for something, or before you register for additional software or programs. You have got to put space between idea and acquisition to ensure that it's an aligned action and an aligned addition to your brand and your business. Really stop and ask the hard questions. Ask yourself, does this look good? Like, does it light me up? And does it put my brand in the best light in the best way possible? 
Does it feel good? Like, am I going to go with my flow of strengths and interest and passion? Or am I forcing myself to stay inside what I call a zone of struggle because I think I have to? And is it going to do good for your business? So what is the end result going to be for your business? And is it actually going to move the needle the way you want to? When we quickly acquire resources like signing up for programs or moving our business to like a different CRM or whatever that somebody's suggested to us because we think that's what we need to be successful. If we do that without stopping to actually think about whether we need it, we could be engaging in a strategy that yes, is going to work, but it's going to work for the goals and the vision and the path for the person who originally recommended it, not you. So that's where the big issue can come if you're following somebody else's strategy. Is it actually going to land you where you want to go or was it successful for them because it moved their needle the way they wanted it to go? Number three, show up for yourself with support and kindness every single day as you do the actual messy work that is going to get you there. This means supporting yourself to try new things, Supporting yourself to say no to things that are trends or must have, but feel like they're off for you and your business direction. You have got to have your back every single day. That means on the days that things are hard or on the days that things fail, you need to be there with positive self-talk and a growth mindset to say, okay, cool. This didn't work out the way that we thought it did. That's okay because X, Y, Z. And to move forward, I'm going to support myself to one, two, three. I'm leaving a lot of numbers and letters here so that you can fill in the blanks. (laughs) Because the last thing I want you to do is take one strategy that I'm giving you here and just implement it into your life, right? So show up for yourself with support and kindness as you do the work that's going to get you there. So that means like making yourself ask the hard questions and saying to yourself, you know what, I'm creating a safe space in my mind to actually dive into what it is that I want and what pain points I'm existing, like what are my struggles right now and supporting yourself through that, not denying those things that are in existence and not like turning a blind eye and being like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, because that's not support. You need to show up for yourself in good times and in bad. Number four is embrace an abundant mindset with time. And this is hard. This is probably the hardest. Um, I will have this struggle for myself frequently. Like I legit had a post-it note on my wall for several months that said the time I require is available to me because I, one of the traps that like I can get pulled into very quickly is thinking that there isn't enough time and that I need to do things faster. And if I don't do things in a certain allotted time space, then the opportunity is going to like disappear. So for me, putting the sticky note on the wall and making that like my daily mantra was very important for me to rewire my brain and to just remind myself that the time I require is available. One of the motivating fear factors is that we feel that we're going to run out of time, right? Like, like I was just saying with my own experiences, you feel like if you don't do something by a specified date, it's never going to happen. So Can you give yourself like a new mindset or a new um, mantra or reframe that thought and write it down? Perhaps that will work. But something that I encourage you to do is like reframe 
this thought and ask yourself like, what would the result be if you forced yourself to execute something too quick? Like maybe your authentic journey means you need to take 12 months to flush out an idea. So how could that end result be affected if you forced yourself to do it in three months? Like, is it going to impact your life in terms of what might happen? And then the flip side to that is like, how could it be different in terms of the impact on your life if you just gave yourself the time to play with this idea a bit more? Like if you gave yourself the 12 months versus the three months, would what you came up with be more aligned? Would it be more authentic? Would it be more enjoyable? Would you have like a wider reach? And what would that do? Like if it was, if it was more authentic and it was more aligned and you did enjoy the process more, what's that going to do for you and your life and the people you work with and the people that are in your world? All right, so we've learned it, we've linked it, and now it's time to level up. Level up means we take these ideas further and we do a good old brain dump. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab a pen or your notes app or however it is that you put ideas down and you don't lose them. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three questions that can serve as a prompt for you to work through some of your thoughts and start to uncover some clarity that's within you about what you could possibly do next. So grab your writing utensil of choice and then... Find some time in your day in the next week where you can grab a journal or your laptop or whatever, like I said, wherever you want to get your ideas out, maybe a voice note like this to yourself would help. And I want you to tune out the noise, really tune into yourself and just see where you are in terms of this smash and grab thinking and establish what it is that you need to do next. Here's your prompts. Question one, what answers have I been seeking in terms of my brand, my business, and my life. I want you to go deep and think about the last 12 months and what solutions have you been trying to acquire and find because you believe it's what you need. Question number two, what do you feel you are missing? What are you hoping that these answers are going to provide for you? What transformation do you think is on the other side of having this? Number three, Instead of an external strategy, what inner thought pattern, habit, or tendency could you look to uncover, develop, or change? Smash and grab thinking can be an incredibly destructive beast if we let it into the circus that is our business, right? If you're going to let this animal exist and you're going to feed it and you're going to take care of it and you're going to nurture it, it's going to eventually take over your thoughts. It's going to take over your business and it's going to be destructive. So the first thing you need to do is become aware, like where are you on this spectrum of smash and grab? Are you engaging in it? And once you have that awareness, like it's not bad. You could be listening to this and think like, oh my God, yeah, this is what I do. Understanding that you're doing that is the first step forward, right? It doesn't mean you're screwed. It doesn't mean you're never going to be successful, but you have to be really honest and understand and accept where you are right now. So once you've identified that, yeah, you know what? I am engaging in smash and grab. The next thing is to like take ownership of it, right? Like remove that external locus of control, bring it internal and be like, what power do I have right now to change this? Smash and grab strategy and smash and grab thinking is a very destructive pattern that can really affect your well-being, your mindset, the future trajectory of your business, but it doesn't have to control your life. Once you become aware of its existence, you can take back that power and take back the ownership and 
really ask yourself the critical and difficult questions, right? And then hold yourself accountable to act differently so that you experience different things. I hope this episode was able to shine a light on the anxiety and the frantic energy that we can create when we exist in a mindset that puts the power outside of ourselves. Smash and grab thinking is tempting. It is sexy because it teases us with the idea that the thing we desire so much just lies there on the outside of a tangible thing we have to acquire. So this week I challenge you to step back and ask yourself, where are you in your life? Where are you in your business? And have you engaged in this sort of thinking and action? And then ask yourself, what might your process and end result look like if you just let go a little bit and created more space and grace for yourself to just figure it out and to figure it out in the way that works for you, not somebody else. Thanks for listening to the Brand Authenticity Edit. If you found this episode insightful, inspiring, or interesting, I would really love your support. The world of podcasting is so different than social media, where we're very accustomed to just double tapping to show our appreciation. And there's two key things that you can do to support the growth of this podcast. Number one is subscribe. Subscribing is totally free and it means you'll never miss an episode. And lastly, leave us a review. Five-star reviews and positive feedback really help with rankings within the app, but it also helps other people to find this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to dive further into these topics with you. Again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley, and I'll talk to you soon.